Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Yes, we're ready. And my question is, why was that video so short? Let's talk about it. Well, if you're coming in to watch the show and you only saw the last five seconds of our video, you may have heard us mention the Pakistan Cricket League in the past. They're at it again. We're praying for them. Too. In the name of Jesus, we're praying for the Pakistani cricket team. Yes, and we're going we're gonna to get them saved. That's going to happen. We're going to pray them in. But then not only that, but we got like tagged by the FB. Which is the, which is the platform we go live on. Yeah, and I mean, YouTube hasn't done that to us yet. But yeah, the FB, there's somebody in the metaverse that's saying that we're taking their stuff. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, we went to go see that movie last night by James Cameron. I can't mention the name because they might flag us on that too. There were two, count them, two Marvel movies coming out this year. And they're all about quantum versus whatever, you know, some galaxy thing. There's a lot of alien stuff and metaverse, you know, multiverse stuff happening right now. Anyway, GJ, how's your new year? Happy new year. Happy new year. It's our third year. Our third year of doing this show. Man, that's right. When you put it that way. (laughs) So what'd you do? Did you sleep through it? We had family. We watched a lot of football. I fell asleep before midnight, first time since I was a kid. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And here's how I looked at it. Hey, it's really, it always gets overhyped. I mean, I've gone to some cool parties and done some stuff on New Year's that, you know, hey, that was cool. Just where I'm at now. I mean, I start the new year in September now on the Jewish calendar. Hey, 5783. Yeah, so I figure if I started in September, I get longer runway. True, I can understand that. So how about you? We actually had a couple come over and we played some games. They took off around ten o'clock. Tiny and I decided to get in just to get some relaxing time. Journey was in bed, so we just hung out. And then we actually were up watching a show at twelve o'clock, and we hear these massive bombs going off in our like not too far away from our house. Somebody had a 15 to 20 minute fireworks show in their backyard. Somebody dropped some dough to get this fireworks show going. I'm saying, I mean, it startled me. I'm like, what is going on outside? Open up, there's like all these flashing lights in the distance. And then a friend of mine who was a lot closer to where that was going off. He steps out his front door and he's actually seeing all the fireworks just popping off. So somebody rang in the new year with a bang. Just saying. Well. I feel like the new year is already off to a bang. Jesus is moving. He is. And we're over the target because we're obviously ticking some people off. 
Not that we're trying. Not that we're trying. We just are. When you got the the Pakistani Pakistani cricket league coming at you, you know you're over the target. <laughs> you know you're over the target. We're about the score. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a real page. I don't even know what's. I mean, it might even just be made up. I have no idea. But I think now they kind of, with all the layoffs that happened at the FB, that there's like 11,000 people that were laid off before the end of the year. Wow. I think they increased the artificial intelligence and all the algorithms to be more sensitive. So maybe that's what it is. Or it's just the fact that we're over the target and the enemy doesn't like it. Huh? I'd say it's both. I definitely say it's both. Because I think it's one of the same. <laughs> yeah, I think you're 100% right about that. <laughs> well, it is going to be a good year. I am uh, in the throes of studying for this bar exam, which is happening next month. Oh, my gosh, next month. And then I got, I'm right now at about 8 to 10 hours a day. My day off is supposed to be Sunday, but I still study for like four or five hours on Sunday evening. But, you know, that is how it's going to be for the next two months. I'm going to pass. Wow. Well. Less than, what, six weeks? You'll be yeah. attorney at law. Almost. Hey, we forgot to tell everybody what was going to, at the beginning of the show, what was going to happen today. We got some, we got news from all over the planet. We got some earth news, and yes, we will have some space news. We've got water everywhere in certain parts of the country. We've got China. We got Russia. When do we not have China and Russia? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got some Israel stuff to talk about today. We got some Ukraine stuff to talk about today. We've got some, believe it or not, Benetton. I'm going to bring up Benetton. You remember Benetton? Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. We got some deep fake stuff. And we got some um, we got some things to talk about with an analysis of Gog and Magog between the Jewish people and the Christians. So that's going to be quite interesting. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, a little bit about heaven, Revelation chapter 5. So that's what's happening today. Go text your friends to hop in, share the video. We'd love to have you on. Anyway, GJ, do you remember? Do you do you remember when we reported about the cashless bail system? Long time ago. Yeah. I think you may have posted this in the chat, but what's happening with that? Well, the court ruled that they couldn't do it. So it's been delayed because they're supposed to start in 2023 and doesn't look like that's going to happen. So what was it? It was like you couldn't pay other than with a, you couldn't just pay cash or a check. You had to pay with digital currency. Right. But then they also said that there are certain people that would say there were some offenses. I think one of them was even voluntary manslaughter or second degree murder. I can't remember which one it was, where there was zero bail. So they were saying zero bail, but then there's also cashless bail. So you can actually pay with digital currency. Well, apparently... It was struck down and ruled unconstitutional by a federal court in Illinois. But Illinois now has, they've, what they're doing is they're taking it to the Illinois, Illinois Supreme Court. So it's not over yet. Well, it's not over yet, but we'll watch and see how that goes. But we reported on that months ago. It's just delayed. But, but here's the, the signal, like, okay, if somebody's watching or listening, they say, well, what's the big deal? Well, it's back to allowing whatever. And I think I said this last week. I mean, it's like we're, we're going to Sodom and Gomorrah and not necessarily on the sexual side, but just which we are, <laughs> but in all facets. And it's like anything goes. And then the other part of it is it's coming to a point where the digital currency is going to be that's the only that's the only thing. And I actually have one of my best friends here 
growing up and you know we're talking about i said yeah i used to have all kinds of cash in my wallet and now if i have five bucks <laughs> that's a lot now i actually had to go to my wife and say hey i'm going to a basketball game a high school basketball game and watch a friend of my son who i used to coach and i had to borrow 20 bucks you had to borrow 20 bucks <laughs> from alita <laughs> yeah. yeah she goes well did you pay me back <laughs> that is brilliant by the way we have already starting the static i'm wondering if we can do our do our thing pop out back in back in again and while you're doing that i'll pull up the first story on chrome let's see we have i mean we do have so much to talk about today it's unbelievable and uh, i'm going to pop this first one up here on the screen and actually this year starts off with a bang, as we were saying. And so this is a little picture of some people. I'm not really sure where that came from. But this new story is called Humanity is Not Sustainable. Network airs apocalyptic predictions to ring in the new year. So this story popped up on our feed. And there's a guy named Paul Ehrlich who works. He's a Stanford professor. And he was on. I'm not sure why he was so popular with 60 Minutes. but he caught 60 minutes attention and he says, humanity is not sustainable. So this whole network of uh, 60 minutes, they decided on CBS, they decided to have this segment of their very first show of the year with a Stanford university professor that says humanity is not sustainable. And he also showed his concerns that our human population on the planet was crowding out the natural environment. And so what we're seeing though, is that across the globe, and we all know, we can actually speculate about what this is, but across the globe, fertility has dropped almost 50%. I wonder what's changed in the last three years, GJ, that could potentially cause that. I'm just wondering, I'm asking for a friend. And along with that, we just uh, I, I didn't wanna pull it up because I know that the National Football League has some very strict copyright rules, but GJ, you actually texted something to us, to you know, Brian and I the other day. What was that about that uh, National Football League player? Oh, no, that was Brian that texted that, actually, not you. Uh, good friend Brian Veneri sent over to us a video of National Football League. All these people have been just suddenly dying. And unfortunately, there's one that almost suddenly died last night in the National Football League. Yeah. Well, last night, sadly, uh, the... Uh... Monday Night Football, one of the teams, the Buffalo Bills, had a safety, and he made a tackle, pretty forceful hit, and then he gets back up. You could tell he was shaken up, and next thing you know, he just collapsed. And there's been people, I mean, we've seen video after video of it, video, we haven't done it on here, of people just doing the ordinary things and just collapsing that are supposedly healthy. And obviously, an athlete is, from the out, outward appearance, is healthy. So anyway, that happened last night. And so, you know, our prayers go out to him and, and everything that's going on. But if you start looking at the numbers across the board in all facets, like you said, you know, uh, people are having challenges, having kids, people are dropping left and right. And then you have a, a show like this and they talk about it and they're basically saying, hey, we've got too many people, let's get rid of them. I don't know if that article said that, but that's really what's happening. I mean, uh, the World Economic Forum's not, not shy about it. And then you see from 1952, it's just slowly gotten, gotten smaller and smaller as far as the number of children that people are having. 
And, uh, you know, some people can say, well, you know, do the, the economy and then you got both spouses working. So, you know, you could argue a lot of different things. But if you really get down to it, I believe we've been lied to. And if you go back to what Satan's job is to steal, kill, and destroy, lie about everything, maybe give a little bit of truth, which is, you know, a little bit of truth. You give a little bit of truth, but 99% of the rest that's not truth. There's deception. So I believe there's just a lot of things that are going on right now that is completely deception. And then, and then you have people talking about this. And then in the fake news, they're wanting to promote things that for their own agenda. I mean, these news networks are now really agenda-based. And I probably said way too more, and we might not be on this channel next week. And oh, by the way, you can go to endtimes.chat. Why don't we just show endtimes.chat for everybody right now while we're, while we're thinking about it. Endtimes.chat, you can go there and watch all of our all of our episodes from the past. And the full video. <laughs> yeah, the full video. The full video. And you can actually go on there and, and watch our trailer, which we couldn't show today. And uh, then you can also sign up for, for some news, which we will start posting sometime in the near future. And then you can also do podcasts. You can grow and watch, on, watch and listen on all these different platforms. Uh, Rumble has actually been quite good. Telegram, we actually don't even post on Telegram. I'm not really sure why. We should great, do that. That's, that's uh, true social. Question. Oh, I know. I'm not really. <laughs> what's going on? Anyway, I'm actually posting us on Twitter now. So you can actually pop up Twitter now on this feed in the next uh, couple of weeks. So anyway, you end times chat if we say something that gets us knocked off. Well, there you go. Anyway, so this guy named Paul Ehrlich, somebody found out some information that he po that he talked about. So Paul Ehrlich has been at Stanford University for ages. And in 1968, he was actually quoted as saying, the battle to feed all of humanity is over. In the 1970s, hundreds of millions of people will starve to death. There were, were millions of people that did, but not hundreds of millions. 1970, in 10 years, all important animal life in the sea will be extinct. That didn't happen. 1971, I would take even money that England will not exist in the year 2000. What year are we in? What year are we in? We're in 2023. And then, <laughs> very good point. And then on two nights ago, he says the next few decades will be the end of the kind of civilization we're used to. Well, that there, Mr. Ehrlich, I do agree with. <laughs> I do agree with that one. I do agree with that one. Anyway, GJ, holy cow. I think you posted about this meteor shower. It wasn't me. It was you. Yeah, and what is causing the meteor shower? And here's the thing. It was, it's actually supposed to happen, I think, early evening, depending on where you're at. I think, like, where you're at is supposed to happen around 9, 9 p.m. So, you know, here it would be a little bit later. And what was causing the meteor shower? One of my favorite topics. An asteroid. An asteroid. <laughs> How far away is that asteroid? Go figure. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I just know the, uh, and they call, call it a quadrant. I couldn't even pronounce that. I mean, there it is right there. As usual, you're one step ahead of me because you're the smartest man alive. You've probably already t passed the bar. You just haven't taken the test because you're so smart. Oh, I wish. Quantrodids. Quantrodids meteor shower. Like, what is that? The quadrantids or the quadrantids? Whoa, thank you for saying it. I'm English. I'm from Louisiana. 
What does that have to do with it? We're, we're looking. We're looking if we can spell her name. <clears throat> <laughs> Apparently, there's supposed to be uh, 60 to 200 of these per hour. And um, that's a lot of meteors. And if you're in central Texas, from what I understand, you're going to be able to see that more there than anywhere else in the United States. One thing before you jump off there, it says caused by asteroid 2003 EHI. So this asteroid was spotted in 2003. So 20 years later, now we're seeing fall apart or I don't know. I'm just glad they saw this one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we're obviously going to keep our eyes on all the meteors and, and stuff going on in the sky. But I also found this article <laughs> today that says, watch out for these astronomical events in Woo! 2023. This year will feature 13 full moons, plenty of meteor showers, and four eclipses. So that's what we're looking forward to this year. As we just mentioned, the third and fourth, the quadranted or the quadranted meteor shower will peak in the sky. If you're in Texas, enjoy. Go out and enjoy it. Seriously. Just get outside. Stay awake a little bit and watch some of that meteor shower. Just step out of the way if it actually hits the ground. Just make sure you're not in the vicinity of where any of them hit the ground. But yeah, there's so much going on this year. There's, a, by the way, a comet, C-2022. Wow. Oh my gosh, they found that last year. Wow. Remember, that's one of the surprise ones that they found. It's about 27 million miles. A full snow moon is what they're calling the first one of this year in February. And I mean, we could go on and on, but you just take a look at it. The 22nd moon, Jupiter and Venus will apparently put on a show. So lots to look forward to. And why do we talk about this, GJ? Why do we talk about stuff in the sky? Well, it says in the Bible that look to the sky and there will be signs. And the signs will be on heaven and earth. And so you look up towards heaven and you'll see all these signs. And so a lot of these are normal things that happen. I mean, you know, we've seen comets. We've seen asteroids. We've seen meteor shower. Obviously, we have a full moon every month. So those aren't so much different it's what's happening at it's just accelerating the window of what we're seeing more and more and more at a closer interval and then the full moon um eclipses those are happening more and more and then of course we've had you know recently we had a, another blood moon and you know for the longest time we didn't you know it was like 50 years since we had had one i think in 2015 was the first time we'd seen one in in 50 years so i mean we're starting to see more and more. And he said, well, that could be just, that's just whatever. But the Bible said that will happen and it's happening and we're seeing it right for us. So is it a sign? Is it not a sign? We believe some of them are signs. The thing about it is look at the convergence and it also gives credibility to what the Bible says. And it's a sign of be ready. Just like what happened last night. I mean, you've got to be ready. You got two options. You can go to heaven or you can go to hell. That's right. You got two shots. And here, here's another thing I'll say, and I know this is a little off topic, going back to that game. And if you've followed social media since then, people, I mean, there were people, the whole team came together, were praying. Hmm. Then you had people in the stands praying. You had people go to the hospital, pray. People on social, pray, pray, pray. My question is, when you pray, what are you praying about and who are you praying to? And if you're giving credence to praying, that means you're actually acknowledging there's a higher power, which there is, God himself and Jesus' his son. 
and then the Holy Spirit. So you got the Trinity. And so what I, I found amazing about it is how God can use something bad to bring people together. And by the way, there has been news that, and I forget the guy's name, uh, the safety, but anyway, he's being responsive now. Now, what does that mean? I don't fully know. Um, there's been very little information reported up until us doing this show. But I just thought, thought, thought that praying and coming together is when you people say, hey, pray for, I'm praying for their family, I'm praying for this. Is it a statement or are you really praying? But the whole acknowledgement, and I'm sure if you did a search for the word pray or prayer, it's a hot topic today. And it's the number one sword. It's the number one weapon for, for us as humans to go against evil and to go directly to the Father, God himself. Amen to that. No, I think it's appropriate to mention that totally. Uh, when we talk about all these things, a lot of people have said to us, well, you know, I get scared. But if you are a believer in Jesus and you know that this is all signs of what is to come, and there are signposts that are just drawing us closer and closer to what's going to happen, then you have no worries there because we know that we can have that direct communication with Jesus and he can bring us that hope and that peace and that encouragement to keep on moving forward until he comes again. But for those of you that are out there that are acknowledging that there's a God out there, when you pray, I'm praying, hoping and praying, you're praying to the one and only true God. And that is, um, God the Father, and Jesus is the only way. And we'll get back to that a little bit later. Eric, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, that's actually something I did not catch this last week. Eric said that there are five planets that were aligned this last week, and it's Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. That's a lot of planets. Wow. That's a lot of planets aligned. So thank you for posting that. You know, speaking of the atmosphere and things going on, you know, right here in the great well, maybe not so great state of California. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. There was a massive flooding that was happening. There's a lot of, let me just pop this up on the screen for you. So I'll go ahead and mute that. But parts of what's called interstate, or not interstate, but um, Highway 99, California Highway 99, was completely flooded out. The Consumnes River overflowed. There was so much rain that happened in a 24-hour period that it uh, it definitely flooded out a lot of the area down here. Now, they I, we actually reported on this several weeks back where they said that California is due for about 100 inches of rain this year, which would overflow the Sacramento Valley, take out a lot of farming, um, farmland, a lot of highways and roads, and leave people stranded. There's still people without power today. Now, I was reading this morning in Genesis, and my I just started the Bible over again, and Noah was promised by God that God would not destroy the earth by, by a flood again. So even though there's some parts of the, of the earth that are being flooded out, God said he'll never destroy the, wor the world again with a flood. So you can keep that promise. You can look at a rainbow and re be reminded of that. In any event, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I want to talk about, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in China. <laughs> was that too, was that too quick? Well, a couple of things on the on the weather. I mean, that what you just showed that's happening right there in your area. So I mean, you, it's not where not where you personally live, but it's happening right there down the street. You know, might be twenty miles. I don't know how far you live. I don't know where you live. So I really don't. You can come and find out. No, it's just like never been invited. <laughs> what? That's so not true. No, it's about an hour from our house. And I, uh, you can come, but we're going to go out of town. 
when you come. So I'm like, why would I come? What? No. That's because you're trying to plan your trip around my timeout so that you, you can say you tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Move on to China. First time we've ever talked about China or Russia. This year. First time this year. <laughs> this year. <laughs> Woo! It's a new story to me. Oh, man. Anyway, you posted it, bro. Go for it. I did not post this one. You did. I didn't post no, it. I, I did not. Maybe I did. I don't know. Who knows? I did I not post did. this one. The, the China situation. Okay, they're calling I, did, I didn't post it. There's this post on Twitter. I posted the Russia one. Okay, well. Oh, oh you God. posted the Russia one, too. I may have. So I'll talk about this because maybe it was me. I don't know. I'm getting I, my brain is so filled with with legal information that it's probably true that I'm screwing up right now. The China situation isn't as bad as it looks. It's far worse. So this is a really interesting thread on Twitter by Michael P. Singer. So at Michael P. Singer, he's not paying us to do this to say this, but he has an interesting thread on what happened during the World War One, World War Two days, how Hitler rose to power. And then, he, I mean, you can see he's got a lot of historical information here. You can go down and double check all these things for yourself. But then what it actually equates to is it is equating to what is happening currently with China and Ukraine and Taiwan and all the money that's being flooded into those areas and how Hitler was able to amass this major army and extend far beyond his reaches militarily because of the money that kept being kept sent over and all these promises that were made to these politicians back in the day. So interesting little read. I'm not going to get too far into it because it's a lot to talk about. Now we could take the whole show to talk about it. But you can see here, there's this thing that, that, that he called, uh, the, uh, at least uh, Hitler did, in the Garden of Beasts, Love, Terror, and an American Family in Hitler's Berlin. So there's a, a book or a video you can watch there. Anyway, I thought that was interesting to look at. But then... I know I didn't post this one. I am 100% sure. Before you get too far, I did post that. Now that I went in and started reading, I was like, oh, yeah, I did post that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, go. Hey, I apologize. I apologize. It's all good. I know some weeks I post a lot. Oh, man, you're like left and right. I get a flood of notifications when I, at nighttime. Stop it, GJ. Stop it. No, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Anyway, GJ, I think you did post this one. Something about a rocket, something about China. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I did post this one. Whoa, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> hey, and it's the first time I'm talking about it this year. That's right. Okay, we're not talking about North Korea. We're talking about South Korea. Right. So, South Korea shot off this rocket, supposedly. They shot it off, and then, of course, China's seeing it, North Korea. So I think it served a couple of things. One is we're, they're doing tests, and I don't have all the facts, but if, if you look at all the things we've talked about over the last three years, you know, North Korea, China, some other countries have fired off rockets. It seems like South Korea has always sort of been silent about it. So now they're firing off a rocket, and it's a, it was a test rocket. And then they come back and say, well, we were doing a test rocket. Because we're now going to, po you know, we're going to send up a satellite. Now, now, is that cover or is that true? I don't know. The significance, though, if you look at that that photo, is that it had this cone shaped. It was almost like it was like a spotlight shining down yeah. on a particular area, and then it had this little tail. 
So I found that odd because I've never seen any rocket or ship, you know, a rocket ship or, um, you know, any uh, NASA's things that they've done that look like this. So I, I, fe I felt like there's something more to this from a spiritual standpoint, even though I don't have any discernment on it uh, or facts on it, and they didn't talk anything about it. Well, you can see here in these pictures that uh, what you're talking about, GJ, that kind of a uh, like a like a cone looking structure. And I mean, we just have to keep our eyes on it. This is the bottom line. It says Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be nations rising up against nations. Let me just stress wars and rumors of wars. So who knows exactly what this is? We'll probably never find out until it's too late. But that's what's going on over there with South Korea. And China was a little shocked by what was going on over there. I guess they didn't think that they had that capability, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they've been holding back. Yeah, maybe they have been holding back. <laughs> probably rightfully so. But Russia is also preparing some air defense over Moscow. I honestly don't, I'm not even going to say anymore who I think posted this, but I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> well, I mean, you pretty much said it. So Moscow is fortifying, or Russia is fortifying Moscow. And they, so they moved in 2,000 troops. And they're assuming, you know, combat posts. So obviously, why would you do that if, you know, of course, they're at war with Ukraine and there's a lot going on in that region. And then the other key reason why we talk about that area is you got, you know, in the Bible it talks about Gog and Magog and how that comes from the north into Israel. Now, I don't believe this part has anything to do with Israel, but again, the tensions and everything that's happening, the growing concern. It's, you know, every every week there's something to talk about China or Russia, and it just continues. I mean, I don't think we've gone a week without talking about a, at least one of them. Yeah. So they're anyway. So they're fortifying, and they're going into a basically a battle position, or an early battle position is really what I see that they're that's that's happening there. Absolutely. Well, there's also kind of moving on to leading up to the tribulation. GJ, you posted something about inflation. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I saw some of those numbers and I thought, holy cow, that's definitely a lot more than just 7 and 8% every single month. But tell us a little bit about what's going on with inflation and why we talk about inflation. Well, a couple of reasons. One of the reasons we talk about inflation, because in, in the end days or in, a, in the time of the tribulation, a full day's wage will not even cover one loaf of bread. So, you know, you look at a, a loaf of bread is a couple of bucks now. Or I don't know. Depends on where you go. Maybe four bucks. California is probably ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, but it's not. You know, it might be an hour hours wage, if that. So we see the inflation rate going up and up and up, and that's really started as soon as there was a new administration here in the United States. However, it's happening on a global scale, and there's there are several things happening. A lot of these economies are tied to the success and the failure of our economy. So that's one. And then if you just look here in the United States, I mean, we're seeing, you know, they're saying yet, like you said, seven to nine percent inflation rate. Well, that is completely another lie because just like my utility bill is up 30% from last year. I went and did a comparison and I'm like, I'm using about the same amount. So you can't say, well, you know, I was using more. Is really about the same. And I did the math and it was like 30% difference. So that's continuing to go up. And, and they may hide it in different ways. Oh, a surcharge or a tax, or in some cases, 
people are, in one region are paying for the problems for another region. You know, like what happened in Texas last year, like some of the, the states around it had to, they're actually paying for the increase for what happened last year. And they were, they didn't have any issue. So it continues to go up. So I'll just go right down the list. Food at elementary and secondary schools, plus 254%. Mm. Duh. Thank goodness. Our youngest just graduated. Whoop. So we don't have to, we just got a pay raise according to that. <laughs> <laughs> Food at employee sites, uh, 110%. Fuel, 65%. Uh, fuel oil, 65%. Eggs, 49%. And what's happening here, eggs are starting to become a scarcity in some areas. Margin, 47%. Fuel and oil, 41%. Airline fares, 36%. However, if you get on the flight, you may not get the point B. Yeah. They're canceling flights left and right because of all kinds of problems. We know some of the problems that aren't being discussed, you know, in the mainstream. But if you if you know what's going on, there's a lot of other things that are that are happening that it's not being told to the public. Butter, 27%. I mean, we, we can go on and on and on. My son told me this, <laughs> and he went to the grocery store. A lot of the younger kids, and when I was younger, you know, like, hey, I'll just go go to fast food. But even then, I mean, what used to be like a $5 meal is now like a $12 meal for the same thing. Yeah. And in some cases, they're doing less. Or they're like, hey, we won't raise the price, but they're giving you less. I've seen that at some of the restaurants as well. So anyway, my son went to the store and he's like, oh my goodness, thank goodness I got a new job and got a pay raise because he's seen, you know, he's seeing it. So when you're actually going to the store and you're paying it for, for yourself, you're seeing it left and right. And there's no sign of this stopping. Yeah. So the prices going up and up and up is definitely something we've, ex we've have experienced. I mean, eggs here, you're right, has been, it's been really hard to come by. We've gone to even Costco and seen how the shelves are depleted and they're not being restocked in those areas with eggs. Of course, we had this massive issue with the birds that were killed last year and called because of the new avian flu strain going through all the birds. I think it was like 54.8 million birds were killed and called because of that. And uh, of course, when that happens, the prices go up and up and up. So, and I would consider that to be a pestilence that is going against the birds, which we also know comes from, from what Jesus said would happen. So another signpost. You know, moving on to this other thing, there's something I just found this morning too, GJ. I thought this was pretty interesting. There's a guy named uh, Rabbi Glick. Now, not a lot of people know who he is, but he's one of those rabbis that likes to talk about the prophecies in the Old Testament, as we would call Christians in the Old Testament. So Ben Gavir, which is the national security minister for all of Israel, he goes to the Temple Mount and him going to the Temple Mount, this rabbi is saying, could potentially, could it potentially be bringing about Zechariah's prophecy? So we talked a lot, of, a lot about Zechariah in the last couple of months. And Zechariah, I didn't realize how much Zechariah had talked about the end times until recently. But it says in Zechariah, thus said the Lord of hosts, the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth month, the fast of the seventh month, and the fast of the tenth month shall become occasions for joy and gladness, happy festivals for the house of Yehuda." but you must love honesty and integrity. So there's a picture of, of Ben Gavir heading up to the Temple Mount. You can actually find out more about this story on our, uh, I would love to meet the people that do Israel 365 News. 
but it was his first ascent to the holy site after being sworn in as the national security advisor or minister last week. And the first time in five years that an Israeli minister actually went to the Temple Mount. So that's something to think about, something to look at. And we can read more about that, but it's interesting to me that there's all this prophecy still being talked about, about the end times and how Israel, the Jewish faith, actually does have an eschatology. And it is extremely similar, if not almost exactly similar, to Christians' view of, of the end times. But there's a little bit of a tweak. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I did want to show a video, Gigi, I think you posted a little while ago, and it has something to do with the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. So while I'm pulling that up, that should be on the that should be on our end time stream. While I'm pulling that up, tell us a little bit about that. Are you talking about this guy? Yes, 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 yes. No, it is play the video. It's only 21 seconds. Then we can talk. Yeah, about he's it. he's a UN General Secretary, Antonio Guterres, and he signed an agreement to accelerate Agenda 2030, which we've talked about it. So yeah, play the video. You got it. This afternoon, the Secretary General and Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, will sign will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the UN and the World Economic Forum, which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda. Oh, 2030. Huh. Yeah. For those that don't know what the 2030 agenda is, why don't you give a little summary? Because you're the smartest man alive. Well, I'll tell you the little I know about it. The 2030 <laughs> Agenda is something that the UN came out with. It has 17 different initiatives. Of course, when you look at the, you can go to the UN site and read all about it. They has, they're not hiding it at all, but they, they want to put- That is a fact. Yeah. I went there. So they're putting this agenda of 17 different initiatives. It talks about, hey, ending world hunger or ending the sicknesses and battling and getting more global and becoming more of a global community. So that's really what it's about. And of course, the World Economic Forum, as we've talked about quite a bit over the last couple of years, as we get to know them a little bit more, and Mr. Schwab, they are now coming together with the UN and saying, okay, we want to join forces and actually accelerate the 2030 agenda. And we all know what the World Economic Forum has done and said, but just for those that don't remember, Mr. Schwab really does want to have a one-world government with a one-world faith, with a one-world financial system. He's been very open about it. It's not something that he's- Global tracking. Global tracking. And also, Naval Harari, his chief scientist guy, is the one out there saying that we don't need to wait until the second return of Jesus for us to fix the death problem. We can have two guys in a garage that can fix it for us before he does. So- Anyway, that's kind of why this is a big deal. And let me just add on to it. The other reason, I mean, like you say, if you go to their website and read it, I mean, on the surface, you really have to dive down deep. And, and if you look at, do your real homework on the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab you'll, you'll, and their background, you'll see a lot of things that are not good for the average human being. So they're definitely wanting to do everything for control, like, like you said. But if you go to the site, I mean, some of them are like, hey, well, that sounds good. Hey, that makes sense. Hey, that could be good. Well, like we've said over and over, there's good forces or evil forces. And sometimes evil, it's wolves dressed up as sheep. And that's what I would say the economic forum is, is the wolves dressed 
as sheep. That's right. You heard it first. You heard it first in the new year. In the new year. <laughs> well, moving on to leading up to the tribulation, I saw this tweet by a guy named Robert Reich, who uh, has the little blue check mark, but we all know what that means now. He just paid eight dollars a month. But Elon Musk actually responded to him. I thought that was interesting. So somebody's paying attention. Wall Street has consolidated into five giant banks. Airlines have merged from 12 carriers in 1980 to four today. A handful of drug companies control the pharmaceutical industry. Four giants control over 80% of meat processing. The evidence of corporate concentration is everywhere. And Mr. Musk responded, agreed. Reduced competition is not good for the people. What we know is, is that the closer we get to a one world government, one world financial system, one world religion with global tracking and all that's going on, is that the more that these conglomerates get together and start to consolidate and centralize all of their, all of their commodities and all the things that they offer, brings us closer to this kind of reliance on a one world government to be able to provide what we need. So that's why this is a big deal. And it's happening as we sit here. These major corporations and companies are getting together. World Economic Forum, UN is saying, hey, let's get together. Let's push this agenda. 2030 is the date. This is when we want to do it by. And so you can see that we're getting closer to what we've been talking about for the last couple of years. And uh, of course, we don't know when it's going to happen, but there you go. Any thoughts about that, GJ, before I move on? Well, it's happening in all sectors. And some of it's just like I worked for a company called American Satellite. Then it became, it got bought out by Contel ASC. Then it, Contel took over the rest of Contel. Then it became GTE. Then it became Verizon. So they just kept gobbling up and buying other companies and it just kept growing, growing, growing. So some of that's just business and there's nothing underhanded about it. But if you take a step back and look, I mean, look at what were happening, like 1980 down X number down to four. I mean, communications here in the States, you've got really, you've got really three major players in cellular phone. You do have some other ones. You may have a half a dozen of smaller companies that, that are around the country, but you got three main ones. Well, you go back to 19 or you go back to 2000 and there was probably 12, 15 companies. So. Again, it, we're just seeing that convergence happening right before our eyes. Absolutely. Well, there is one thing I'm going to, I'm pretty sure this is going to be something that's going to impact our ability to boost on Facebook this week, but I'm going to mention it. Whoa. Again. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. In times that chat. In times that chat. In times that chat. <laughs> just, you can always find us at in times that chat. At in times that chat. There we go. Any, and any of those other platforms. Any of these other platforms, we're going to add Twitter to that this week because I post on there as well. Yeah. So remember all that talk about Balenciaga and all the things about the kids. And Whoa, why are you that. saying the full name? Because that's giving props. That is true. Well, most people. Malaga. 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 Oh, wait. Lady, Lady Gaga. <laughs> it all rhymes. Anyway, so there's this other one called the yeah. United Colors. And there's ties. <laughs> there is. United Colors of Benetton, and they have been putting out children's clothes for a long time. I'm not going to, here's what I'm not going to do because there might be young watchers that are watching us, but I'm not going to pull up the main, the big pictures of what I'm showing here. Now, most of these pictures are pretty benign, if you will. But if you take a look down at the right hand, uh, my right hand corner down here where the mouse is going over, 
that's one of their now it's a clothing company. Why in the world would they need to have naked teenagers embracing in an ad? I don't know. But you keep going through, and then there's this one right here where there's two boys on a toilet on a I look like a little toilet or something. I mean, it's all these things that you're seeing here are ads that they've put out and you just wonder how can they get away with this stuff? I don't know. I mean, but look, here's another one with a, with smaller kids that aren't wearing anything on top, at least. Right, so this and right here, this right, this one right here really got me uh, with these two little boys in a bathtub together. So, I mean, you might say, "Oh, it's just, just little kids." It's being good. No, what I'm saying is, this is a major company putting this stuff out there, and they're putting it out there for a reason. So, I don't want to spend too much time giving credence to that, but I wanted to keep you aware of that. Parents, watch what your kids are watching and looking at and wearing now and wearing now. Absolutely. So we, somebody sent me this one the other day and I figured, you know what? I'm just going to put it up there. I want to show it. I'm going to show it. I have no idea who, I mean, it's just called chosen for thee. He's on, he's on Instagram and you can also find him on TikTok, but I'm not a big proponent of TikTok, but here's what, here's what he was asked. He said, what is project Bluebeam?" So he did a little research and this is what he came up with. You've never heard of Project Bluebeam. It's a project between NASA and the United Nations where they would use advanced technologies to project images in the sky around the world. Now, according to the theory, they want to create a second coming of Jesus or whatever deity is popular in that region of the world. They're planning to stage a fake alien invasion, as well as putting different idols in the sky and merging them as one God for the masses to worship. Now, this is all part of the new world order to abolish all traditional religions and replace them with one world religion, therefore making it easier to control the masses. And here's an example of that technology. So I remember playing that video like a year and a half ago. Remember when we showed this video of the whales and things at uh, Madison Square Garden? Yeah, when you were there. Yeah, when I was there. What's your response to that? Huh? Well, several things. Several things that pop out to me from what he's saying. One is, is the convergence to a one, a one world religion. So we know that we're headed there. I believe that won't fully take root until Jesus comes back, which we call the rapture. And then those that have, have uh, given their life to Jesus, asked him to come in their heart and turned away from sin and recognize that Jesus is the only one way, the true way to God himself. They're just going to be raised up. And anybody that's passed away before the rapture happens, and they had done the exact same thing, given their life to Jesus, they're going to be taken up as well. So that's called the rapture. So he talks about, okay, the convergence to one world, one world religion. Okay, so that's clearly happening. And if you look at the World Economic Forum, one of their agendas that they want to speed up by 2030, now they're going to speed it up from the United Nations and whoever else to one world government, one world government, one world religion, all of it. Then you look at the ability to put all that up into the sky so that we can see it. So it's like AI, digital technology, CGI beamed up into the sky. And my question, a lot of things we've unidentified, how much has that been a digital projection that we never even knew existed. So those are things that make me go. Well, not only that, but we also have this one, GJ, that my wife sent over to me. So there, this guy right here, his, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he posted this 
the other day and I thought, wow, this is pretty crazy. And there's a video well, right here. At least in contemporary terms, it is not. What if I were to tell you that I'm not even a human being? Would you believe me? What is your perception of reality? Is it the ability to capture, process, and make sense of the information our senses receive? So, I mean, this is the other thing. You can project things in the sky, but you can also make it seem like you are someone else. And this is computer generated. Go ahead, GJ. Someone else or somewhere else. So with all this technology, which exists now, you can, it's amazing what can happen. And it's becoming more and more readily available. I mean, you know how technology goes and it gets, you know, next thing you know, you'll be able to use it in a simple app. Well, that's happening in, in some cases. And going back to that previous video of what that one guy was saying is they want to even simulate the rapture. Think about this. They simulate it. Oh my gosh. What about the people that may see that and they go, the rapture happened. And then all of a sudden I missed it, but they didn't miss it. Deception. So one of the things we see over and over and over is, is that everything is converging so fast. What's real? What's not real? What's fake? What's not fake? You know, and the word fake is used over and over and over every day. So my question to you is, what are you doing about it to have the right discernment, the right perspective so that you know? Because I believe everybody wants truth. I think a lot of people are afraid of the truth. However, when you are walking with Jesus himself, there's a fear that is taken away. And sometimes you may have fear, but he's there. And like my life, my life verse is Deuteronomy 31.6. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic. There's been a lot of panic the last couple of years before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. Well, think about this. If God's ahead of me, that's a blessing. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So I had a patch created, and I had two of them made, and I actually put, I don't have the gift of memorization, so that's why I can't be an actor or a musician. Well, one is I can't sing, and the other one is I can't play an instrument. But the third reason, I couldn't remember the words. So I literally had this put on one of my jackets that I had some patches put on so that when to you, it would be upside down, but to me, I can look at it and I can always read it. You just learn something. I just learned something. Well, we got to, I was going to share this one last thing, but I think we're running out of time. So I'll just get straight into the message uh, out of Revelation. But to catch up next week, maybe we may talk about this. There's this analysis that was done about the Jewish Gog and Magog, and then the Christian's view of Gog and Magog. And it's very, very interesting how they both end up in the same place as far as what's happening and the and you know as far as the events of the world but the reasons why the jewish people believe it versus why christians believe it are a little different but i believe they still converge but we'll find out a little bit more about that next week we've been talking about revelation chapter 5 that's where we were before the last couple of weeks when we talked about christmas and new year's coming and we were in revelation 5 verse 11 to 14 and these verses, I just wanted to read them for everybody. I don't normally do this, but it's only four verses. It says, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders. Could you imagine, by the way, imagine thousands and millions of angels around the throne? I couldn't find a picture that would actually do that justice, which is why I only had a picture of a few people on the screen when we posted this announcement. But 
And it says here in Revelation 11, and they sang in a mighty chorus. That's even more impressive. They sang, worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creation under uh, heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. Okay, first, let me stop there again. This is to me the verse in the Bible that says there will be animals in heaven, under the sea, in the sea, under the earth, on the earth. So all of creation in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, they sang blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the lamb. That's Revelation 11, 11 through 14. Well, when reading these verses, I'm going to tell you right now, it makes me think of Handel's Messiah, you know, the, the hallelujah chorus. I just think about that when I think about all the multitudes of angels singing and praising God, all saying the same thing and singing the same thing. Well, this is a heavenly praise gathering. It's a worship service that I would call par excellence. May we never forget this marvelous scene depicted for us in these verses. And we need to understand that the ultimate objective of God for all of his creation. First of all, we see that there is a great multitude involved. Imagine the joy that must have filled the Apostle John when he saw and heard this incredible display of worship and praise to God the Father and the Lamb of God, who is Jesus. The number of angels indicated here is not to be taken as an exact mathematical calculation because he says thousands and millions. Rather, the fact that this multitude of angels is innumerable. It's too many to count. The statement in Revelation 5.13 that every creature was involved in this praise is nothing short of remarkable. Does it include the animal world? I think it does. Because Romans 8.18-23 to speaks about the present bondage of God's creation and that all creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Romans 8.19 and presently groans and labors with birth pains. Romans 8.22 what an incredible glory it will be when the curse of the earth is removed and all creation breaks forth in praise to God. Because you think about it, when mankind fell, that means that every part of creation was impacted. And then when that curse is removed, how all of creation is going to praise God for that. It's like, wow, that's, uh, that is just, it blows my mind to think about this kind of a scene. The creatures under the earth possibly could refer to demonic spirits, actually. And they also will be forced to praise God and acknowledge his greatness. Well, first of all, we have this great multitude involved in what it encompasses. The second is, is the message which all creation proclaims. The description of praise to the lamb who was slain contains seven characteristics. Are you ready? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing, indicating the fullness of worship that God alone deserves. Everything you can think of in terms of adoration should be given to him. Four of these seven characteristics are repeated in verse 13 and ascribed to the one who sits on the throne as well as to the lamb, which is Jesus. Such praise and adoration and worship will continue throughout all of eternity, forever and ever. There is no higher task for the believer than the praise and worship of our almighty God. To give such adoration to the lamb clearly demonstrates his divine nature. 
who along with the Father, he is worthy of such praise. And then the manner in which the living creatures and the 24 elders respond, the four living creatures who serve as worship leaders in heaven are also the amen corner of heaven, so to speak. They keep saying the word that speaks of agreement and affirmation of all that is being sung and said. The 24 elders respond as they did previously. They fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. So I want to ask, can there be any doubt? Maybe you can, but not for me. Can there be any doubt as to the grand and ultimate objective for the believer? Is not the worship and praise of Almighty God the primary goal? We will one day participate in that heavenly scene. Now, it's either going to be on the side that says, I'm going to willingly bow my knee and worship God because of all that he's done and his greatness and power and glory and all the things that he's ascribed, that is ascribed to him, or will I be pushed to my knees because I decided to reject him on this earth? And that's the great question that we have to ask everyone today. And so, so Gigi, I'll just turn it over to you at that point and then cue it up for some people to receive Jesus. Well, I got, oh, Papa Reynolds. Come on. So verse 12, chapter five, verse 12, he's didn't circle it. He just put the square over and over. So that one hit him saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb. And then in verse 14, which you just read, you know, they fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. And then answering your question, that's the first, because I've always I've been told, yeah, there'll be, they say like you have, like in your case, you have 28 dogs. So, <laughs> you know, will they make it to heaven? You know, we always want to believe that, but I've never seen anything definitive. And that really jumps out at me. And so that's a great find and it's great discernment on your part. That's why you're the smartest man alive. So now I'm like, I'm even more excited. So as you're going through that, I'm like really excited. You mentioned hallelujah. Well, that was my dad's one of his, he always said hallelujah. And one of his favorite songs is the, is the song hallelujah. So that was, I, I found great joy, just what you said. So how do we have joy with all this craziness? And as uh, Tammy wrote in the feed, you know, she's scared and there's, there's, you know, fear. Fear's okay. I mean, it's normal. Well, where do you take that fear? How do you, Utilize that fear. We'll take it to Jesus. Take it to God. I mean, God directly will take away that fear. It may not be instantaneously, because I think as humans, especially nowadays, we want everything now, now, now. I mean, I go and search something on my phone, and next thing you know, I have an answer. Or I can do this, or I can do that. So God sometimes is He's such a patient father, He's going to do what's best. However, we have the ability to go directly to Him. And when you do that, there's joy. And as you were going through what you're saying, I, I was just, I'm like, hey, I'm getting joy. So what do we got to do? What's the next steps? Number one is recognize that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and Jesus is King of Kings. He was, God sent him to the earth as a man. He died on the cross for our sins. So acknowledging that he is our Savior, and we need a Savior. And a lot of times, People say, well, I don't need to say word. They're, they're looking in all the wrong places for a Savior, even though they may not call it a Savior. Could be a car, could be a house, could be an activity, could be this, could be a trip. And those are all fine and dandy, but is that idolatry? And sometimes it is. And the feeling is always temporary and it will flee from you. 
Jesus is permanent. So number one is recognize that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Recognize that he died on the cross for our sins. Ask for forgiveness of our sins. Ask him into our heart to clean our heart, make our heart new, because God looks at the heart. God looks at the intention. And when you have a pure heart, it doesn't mean you did yet you've been sinless, because we've all sinned and will continue to sin. Just hopefully it's not the same level. So Jesus can take all that way. And then number one is get in the word. Get in the word. And then as we talked earlier in the show, people around the world are praying. And I don't even know if they know what they're praying about or really truly praying, but there's power with prayer. And are you in the word and are you praying? And then get plugged into a Bible-believing, Jesus-believing church that's talking about a lot of the things we're talking about to a deeper level. Those are the things you do. So let's pray. Father, we come to you. We thank you for this opportunity. We think that we can reach people all across the globe. And with all the technology that we talk about that can be used for bad, we're using it for good. And we thank you for this opportunity. I'm asking for you to come into my heart, Lord. Make my heart new. Make it clean. I recognize that you are the Lord and Savior and of this world. And, you, and through Jesus is the only way I can get through to you so that I can have everlasting life. And with that, I ask that you strengthen me. Take away my fear. Take away any anxiety that I have. Take away anything that I'm dealing with so that I can move forward and that I can live in your kingdom and have impact on others for the kingdom. Again, I recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I ask you to come in my heart. I ask for forgiveness. And I pray for all the people that are watching or listening right now that they turn away from their sins and they turn to you, Jesus, because we never know what's going to happen. And you got to be ready. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, told you we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> we went over by like eight, nine minutes. <laughs> First time ever. First time ever. This year. Yeah, this year, this year. God bless you guys. We will see you either next week here or at endtimes.chat depending on where we might be at that time frame. Anyway, God bless you guys. Happy New Year to everyone, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more, and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.